Hello, welcome to the Apple Insider podcast. Wait, no, actually, welcome to one of them, because there is also the Apple Insider Daily, which is your fast news summary released every weekday. But this here, this is the weekly Apple Insider show brought to you with our friends at Factor and Collide, but for once without regular host Stephen Robles. While he's away kicking himself at missing some news we'll get to in a moment, I'm William Gallagher sitting in for Stephen, and I'm joined by Wesley Hilliard. Wes, well, firstly, hello, but also, do you think Apple waited until Stephen was away before they brought out Apple Music Classical? Uh, hello, William. Yeah, it is really unfortunate that Stephen happened to be gone today, because this is this would have been his triumphant entrance and uh, celebration, of course. He would have sung something now, wouldn't he? That's what we're missing out on. Yeah, yeah. any chance? I, mean, I, I can hum. Considering classical music known for its singing... Well, it can be done as orchestral. Sure, sure. Operas piece. and such. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, singing aside, before I uh, got my classical music mixed up there, we were the recipients of yet more five-star reviews. Maybe they'll put them back down to four after this, but I need to say hello and thank you to Nuko from the USA who listens at two times normal speed. Uh, and also, Time Pilot 84 from the USA. Time Pilot 84 is the best of all the Time Pilots. I think we know that. And then there's this. Um, how to explain this? Uh, iHuman from Great Britain, where I am. Uh, iHuman, I have a stopwatch here, and I don't know how to work it, because what iHuman says to us is, my one and only dream is to be featured on the exact two-minute mark of the podcast and for my name to be read by William. Now, I hear me. Look at me. Look at me now. This is so suspicious. This is like you're going to use a two-minute recording for something, and I don't know what, and I'm a little wary. But also, really, seriously, look, there's a stopwatch trying to time this to say it at exactly the two-minute mark. But what do we do if Wes butts in now with something so scandalous and libelous that the Apple Insider team of lawyers insists we remove an entire five-minute section, and that totally blows everything? We can't do it. Of course, I, I don't have anything so scandalous. But I do mm. want to point out that uh, you did basically read that around the two-minute mark. So congratulations, I human. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, um, you know. Oh, but if you're listening planned. at 2x speed, that was at the one-minute mark. Oh! So. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Yet another reason. Listen, I human. tell us why the two-minute mark, if you dare. Uh, but, Wes, okay, uh, I can't think of a single piece of classical music that didn't last longer than two minutes. My favourites last for hours. Uh, Mahler's Fifth Symphony, fantastic. Are you a classical music fan and therefore overjoyed at the news this week? Um, I definitely cannot call myself a fan. I enjoy classical music. I can't name more than maybe the three that everyone knows. Um, of course, I have a lot of classical music uh, love and it, because of all the inspiration it provides to video game music. And... Uh, Shout out to Joseph Haydn's creation for inspiring one of the best video game musics of all time, One Winged Angel uh, on Final Fantasy VII, of course. So, I had no clue. That's what happens. Wow. Okay. And intentionally, sorry, intentionally, of course it's intentional. I was talking to a film composer about uh, how films put in a temp track until the last minute and things. It isn't that they just were happening to be listening to it while they were coding and liked it so much they let it through. Well, 
so yeah temp tracks like it, it's it's funny how classical music um is everywhere um just i i think everyone's uh exposure to it is probably through something like looney tunes um <laughs> Because, yes. and i and i always love that little tidbit of uh, if you pay attention looney tunes is spelt t-u-n-e-s tunes there's a lot of music in that show and it's mostly classical because it was free but um still wonderful yeah. yes <laughs> i right the the economics of art it never changes um i do like classical music uh, quite a bit i'm nowhere near an aficionado but also i live in birmingham in england where we have the city of birmingham symphony orchestra the cbso so you know world-renowned classical uh music orchestra it's fantastic i've got to see them live several times just wonderful but i think one of the really interesting things for just every apple user is how apple music classical is going to fix the search problem that Apple Music had, because with classical music, there are 30 different versions of the same symphony by 18 different orchestras recorded over 60 different years. And Apple is promising that we will be able to search through this. And, each, it's, and what, what's interesting about classical music is um, every composer uh, has different interpretations of different moments. Mm. And you can hear it differently every single time. So it's definitely like if you are into classical music as Stephen is like uh, you definitely want specific moments to be able to be found uh, specific recordings and I, it appears that this app will help with that anyway I presume they're doing it by just filtering everything out that isn't a city of Birmingham symphony orchestra that would do it wouldn't it really <laughs> that would well no even then over the years uh, Simon Rattle and uh, Unfortunately, the current conductor, she's fantastic, and I can't pronounce her name. They've all done the same classics, and you're right. Every version is different. Okay. I, I did. So you bring up Birmingham. That brings us to another topic. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, William, I added a bunch of topics for discussion and put in no order. Um, so we'll, we'll see how we fly through these. But yeah. uh, uh, were you arrested recently in Birmingham for uh, carrying around an iPhone-shaped, uh, well, I'll say Taser, but some people might correct me in saying that is a brand name. But uh, an what is it? A electric, uh, I always electric forget, shock thing. Or... A, electric shock uh, weapon. Yeah, like it, it, there's a specific term you're supposed to use instead of Taser, but I'll just say Taser to avoid confusion. No, I, well, was I arrested for it? No, frankly, <laughs> England's better known for knife crime than Tasers. That's just affected the tourist rate, but then so has Brexit. No, oh, um, have other people been arrested? Wait, sorry. A, a taser or taser equivalent well, right uh, a thing that will shock you if you're touched by it yes uh, so yeah. i thought this was an entertaining story um someone uh pointed out that um birmingham live uh, some some uh oh yes it's yes. that's the online version of the birmingham mail and birmingham post yes uh, uh, they they, they yeah. reported that um the uh police in an area uh let's see sutton Coldfield. Sutton Coldfield. Wow. Uh, as okay. a, a boy, it was all it was described as. So I'm assuming under 18 uh, was arrested carrying around a device that looked identical to Apple's iPhone, but it was in fact um, one of these wep uh, electroshock weapons and uh, capable of delivering 650,000 uh, volts. Uh, at, at, of course, they're illegal in your country. So, yeah, I would hope, but. 
Uh, Sutton Coalfield, I mean, there are different parts of it, but it's actually, in general, quite a posh area of Birmingham. And I presume that's why the kid is able to afford uh, taking an iPhone and stripping it and putting well, tasers in. Funny enough, um, these are. Uh, this isn't some custom device or a random accident. Uh, these are readily available in the United States for about $20 um, wow. uh, off of Amazon, even. Uh they're just these plastic devices disguised yeah. to look like iPhones uh, filled with um, things that'll shock people. <laughs> uh, people buy them as defense weapons um, who, you know, if you're if you're living in a bad part of town somewhere yeah. um, and maybe you're vulnerable to like mugging or other types of crimes that involve another person approaching you. Well, you don't want to pull out a literal taser because that's a warning of you have a weapon and that could escalate the danger that they could... Yeah perceive you as a threat but if you're just holding what looks like an iphone perhaps you'll have a better chance of knocking them down and running away so because if you've ever been hit by a taser i haven't to be clear yeah. uh they hurt um i have grabbed an electric fence before that's a different story i presume that this would uh be just as bad if yeah. not worse <laughs> we've all grabbed electric fences from time to time it happens um, yeah, okay. this is the kind of feature I expect more from Android, though, don't you? It's just right. Am I wrong? Yes, the okay. iPhone 16 with taser <laughs> yes. attachment. Yes, that would drain your battery very quickly. Actually, yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, but hang on, um, kids in Sutton Coalfield, known for their fashion, but I imagine that even if caught, they would now not caught. They would have tossed that away because, of course, it isn't a yellow iPhone. Of course. Um, yeah, that's the other. I'd actually, in all the excitement of classical music, I'd forgotten that we now have a yellow iPhone 14 range or two of them. Anyway, are you thrilled and excited by yellow? I'm more interested in the conversation around it. I, I was just very surprised by how much the internet uh, grabbed onto and reacted to this as if it was any other Apple announcement. And I mean, the green iPhone last year was a little more exciting because it was green, I guess. It was, it was a little different, but we've had yellow iPhones before. And, uh, this one doesn't seem to be any different kind of shade. So I was just surprised by the yeah. continued conversation around it. I remember uh, back when the there was the iPhone 5 and they brought out what seemed to be a flop, the iPhone 5C in different colors. It was a yellow then. Is that the one you're thinking of? Um, there was a yellow iPhone 10R, and there's also oh. a yellow... Well, it's Yeah, it's usually the budget phone. There was a different one as well that wasn't the 10R um, after the 5C, so... There's been a couple, not many, but a couple. I'm curious to see this one in the flesh because the in the photographs, it's so yellow. But I remember with other Apple devices, in person, the color seems much more tasteful. Depends on the light, muted. usually. Mm. Yeah, um, the, the, I saw a photo going around of the iPhone laying next to various yellow objects, like a Lay's potato chip bag. And uh, this was definitely much more muted, almost pastel-like, but of course the photo and the lighting and uh, what the camera did to compensate for oversaturation might have changed it. So like Good you point. said, seeing it in real life is the best way to experience mm -hmm. it. I think though my best option is to just not buy a yellow one. Well, then uh, I'd be safe. If, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, William. Uh, I do listen to this podcast. Uh, you don't own an iPhone 14, correct? No, I don't. So you, I'm, I'm in the market for right. one, really. Maybe an iPhone I mean, 14 Plus. 
thing is, I don't like the biggest. I like the bigger screen, but I don't like the bigger size chassis that it comes in. So uh, I remember I really, really liked my uh, iPhone XR Max. I thought it was fantastic. But then the next year I bought an 11 Pro and I loved it even more. So I'm in the Pro size and Pro model. I'm not I in believe the uh, I accidentally bought an 11 Pro um, and also experienced the, the, that 6.1 inch size at one time. And I really enjoyed that it was smaller, but I had to go back to the bigger size. There's something about just that screen real estate I've always enjoyed. So I'm, I'm rocking the 14 Pro Max currently. Will not right. be buying a yellow one. No, I enjoy my... Uh, space black not black phone um 50 shades okay. of gray whatever apple's calling it this year right so i'm just building up a list here of things not to ask you about the electric fence the accidentally buying a phone i uh, i was running so quickly through the purchase <laughs> that i i wanted to get it, uh, a release day phone that i didn't realize that i bought the wrong iphone yeah I had a picture there of a minute of you running through an actual Apple store, just <laughs> grabbing it off the table and blip blipping at the checkout and out again. But no, I understand the rush on pre-order day, because if you're not in in the first second, you're not in. Right, so, okay. Did you, re sorry, did you return it or did you just live with it oh, for a year? No, um, I, I kept it. Uh, it. It's enough of a hassle. I, I ordered through Verizon um, that I could have done it, but really, um, laziness prevailed and I just kept it and, uh, I didn't regret it. It was a very nice, it was a nice phone, a good size, mm. good, w good excuse for me to at least experience that size once before running back to the bigger phone. I actually, I don't like returning things because it, it feels a bit ungreen in a way, but right. also I suppose every time I've done it, it's, I've had problems, I've having had problems with Apple, that's not fair, I've returned an Apple Watch that was faulty, or I can't remember what it was now, but that was all fine, but I just uh, got an Amazon, uh, Kindle Scribe just before Christmas, and no, it's not good enough, sent it back, and it took six weeks to get the money back from Amazon, so I'm, so before... I'm a more careful buyer than you, oh. usually. Right. Well, I, I have I have returned uh, things from time to time um, for different reasons, uh, sometimes just because the return policy at Best Buy is so uh, wide, I would want to test something and then give it back if I didn't like it. Um, so I've, I've mm. taken advantage, you would say, of such a policy before. Uh, but before we get too far out of pocket from uh, talking about um, your wonderful country, I did want to mention that <laughs> uh, yeah. I was listening to, and this is Apple related, I was listening to the Problem with Jon Stewart's podcast um, mm -hmm. and his most recent episode, and you were curious about this. He interviewed um, Ian Hislop uh, of Private Eye Magazine, Hislop, yeah. I don't know, maybe I could put Hislop, some southern, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, southern yeah. twang onto it, uh, but um Yes, uh, he interviewed him, and I, I had to do a double take, William, because I was I wasn't sure for a moment if I was listening to you on the other end of that of that show, maybe with a Goodness. stuffy nose, but uh, he, he had quite the accent. But it was it was a very good uh, interview. Go out there and listen to that podcast, guys, if you haven't. Yeah, Ian Hislop's a very smart uh, man. He. he... Uh, he's been editor of Private Eye magazine, which is a satirical news magazine since the dawn of time, uh, and still seems to be razor sharp. On it, quite depressingly so. Sometimes when you think some of the things he has uh, to explain. In fact, but, he he said that mm. he regrets that he didn't go hard enough on some commentary, especially around the recent uh, cabbage phenomenon, um, because uh, yes. it just didn't seem that you know within reality to go that far. But they actually took the the real people took it further than the satire, which is really sad. Yes. I feel sorry. <laughs> Yes, it is. And you are making me smart about the whole cabbage-based technology thing. But let's just leave that as a mystery. 
of course. for people. And um, Tommy said, so you're not going to buy a yellow iPhone for some reason. Don't know why. Um, are you going to buy an M3 Mac, which is either releasing, I don't know, tomorrow or in three years' time, or who knows what's going on with the M3 Max? So this whole thing is so interesting to me. I've lost the link in our notes. Did you? Oh, there it is. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, this whole thing is uh, quite interesting to me because it seems no one can agree on when the M3 is coming out and what devices are going to get it. Um, it's all over the place. I won't, you know, name names. It's the usual five people, uh, Ming-Chi Kuo and Ross Young and whatnot. Just they're all bickering about it, it seems, in the background anyway, um, of... When is the M3? When is the MacBook Air getting a refresh? Is it going to get the M3 processor? When is the 15-inch version going to drop? And it's all basically 2023 or 2024 range. And it's like, well, of course, Apple's going to release a new version of this model at some point. So it, it's a bit of a head scratcher. Have you have you been keeping up with these rumors? I did for a while, but then we started getting into whether there would be a 15-inch MacBook Air or also a regular macbook air and i look at my 14 inch macbook pro and i realize i don't want to know about any better machines i like this one i spent a lot of money on this one don't give me an m3 version of this one yet please i think I we're a bit longer i think we're both using the same machine i have an m1 pro in my 14 inch macbook air yes same here um yeah very enjoyable machine and i i look forward to either never buying another mac again or at least waiting until the m3 comes along and uh makes us all want one so um, yeah, because funny, isn't it? You you buy these things knowing if you spend a little bit more and get a faster processor, it's going to last you for that much longer. But there's also a little bit of you that quite soon wants to buy a new Mac. Like I really fancy a Mac Studio, but yes, maybe How by does... the maybe by the time the uh, M3 MacBook Air comes out, we'll all just be living in VR anyway and won't need one. Um, but I did yeah. want. <laughs> Sorry, I'm processing that thought. Right. Yeah, you did want. To save me from that vision of the future. <laughs> no, I could feel your pain through the microphone. Um, so, just just a quick discussion here of, of this M2 release cycle. Uh, basically, what we're looking at is, um, right now, the M2 Ultra is on the horizon, right? There, there has to be one that's going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of discussion around the Mac uh, Studio ceasing to exist in favor of just going to an, a Mac Pro with uh, the M2 Ultra or whatever chip Apple puts in it. Um, I don't think those rumors are, you know, I'm not holding a lot of stock in those rumors. I feel like the Mac Studio is too much of a, I mean, they, they've done this before where they've released a one-off product with a lot of engineering behind it, uh, the iMac Pro, for example. Mm. But I don't I don't know, something about the Mac Studio that doesn't seem right to me. And I, I'm expecting the um, M2 Ultra will launch in that machine sometime in the next couple months, actually. That's a very spring kind of release, but... Uh, rumors have been pointing to the 15-inch MacBook Air coming anytime, and and that anytime has spanned from maybe last July to now, uh, all the way till 2024. That's how <laughs> that's how varied these rumors have been. And um, if it releases tomorrow, say, uh, it would have an M2 processor in it because the M3 does not exist. But conflicting rumors have suggested, no, 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 it's coming out as well as a refresh 13-inch MacBook Air also with an M3, but it uh, doesn't make sense either, right? Because the M3, if, if they both release with an M3 in it, well, the M2 cycle isn't even done. So that puts that in the fall, right? So, But that contradicts every other rumor. And Ross Young specifically is uh, pretty accurate, and he's got a lot of insight into the uh, display supply chain. 
and he's saying he said multiple times in the last few months um april to may for the 15 inch macbook air with m2 that makes the most sense it appears apple's getting their display supplies together everything's lining up for that uh so definitely no m3 by then and we also know on the flip side of things that the m3 will probably run on the three nanometer architecture which different things have said it's in mass production what does that really mean i don't think they've ramped up to full apple scale yet um and no one's really expecting that to hit mass market until the fall with the a17 and the m3 so again all these timelines are in the air and i just wanted to point out how whatever the rumors are saying guys don't look to before july before we even hear about m3 processors i would be i would be looking at october november at the earliest and even then that seems too early this episode is brought to you by Factor. This spring, I'm trying to get back on that keto train, and Factor is helping me do it by sending me nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to my door. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Guys, I love Factor. I've gotten several boxes myself, and I love everything from their breakfast, lunch. They have smoothies. I like their mango. They have a banana strawberry. They have incredible food and all kinds of dietary needs, including keto. So look and feel your best in time for warmer weather with calorie smart meals around 550 calories or less. With Factor, you can skip the trip to the grocery store, skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. I'll tell you what I do. I actually use the toaster oven. I program it for seven minutes and I put the food in there as it's preheating and actually it comes out perfect every time. That's how I do it. You can try that too. But Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live to the fullest. You can choose from keto, vegan and veggie, calorie smart, protein plus options, all on the menu each week, prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. And enjoy meals for any time of day with breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Want to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Put the time and money you save toward planning activities for when the weather warms up. And let me tell you, I did have food delivered the other day for one meal. It was a ridiculous cost. Don't do that. Get a box of Factor and you have all the meals ready in your home to heat up. Again, toaster oven seven minutes. That's how I do it. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com slash appleinsider50 and use the promo code appleinsider50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code appleinsider50, all one word, at factormeals.com slash appleinsider50 to get 50% off your first box. Our thanks to Factor for sponsoring this episode. I wonder, I think the the kindest thing to say is that sometimes these rumors are wish, wishful thinking more than anything else. But then there's also the fact that uh, people are going to listen if you say M3 is out tomorrow. And eventually, if you say it, like my thing with the Apple car coming, and the we- Apple car will be out on April the 1st this year guaranteed now if i'm right that's fantastic and if i'm not nobody will ever remember that's the kind of logic so and apple only, car only counts if you can if you can yeah. buy an apple car in blue though i mean if they come out with an apple <laughs> car and it's yes. not blue then i'm not giving you that prediction will you oh goodness if they do it in yellow oh, oh of course a bright volkswagen yellow right i don't i imagine this hasn't traveled to the states but here in the uk there is a thing called the yellow car game um which I'll find a, note, uh, a link for it and put it somewhere. Does it, it involve is... punching each other? Because we have one for punch bugs, uh, uh, Volkswagens specifically. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, where we just brutally 
punch each other uh, while, you know, especially this is a children's game and you're stuck in the backseat of the car. You need have nothing else to do except to pelt your brother or sister. And every time you pass a colored bug, you yell, you yell out the color and then punch them in the arm. Have, you've never heard this game? No, I think I'll stay at home now. I'm not coming to the States. <laughs> uh, yellow car game in the UK. It's from John Finnemore, comedian. Ten years ago, he did this. And just recently, for some reason, it seems to have come around again. You're walking around, you're driving around, you see a yellow car, you say, yellow car. That's it. That's it. Oh. No other rule. Well, that is it. No need to hit and each other. And it is okay. stupid. And yet, <laughs> once you've heard it, you cannot get it out of your head. It's a really, he's an extraordinarily clever writer. I was once listening to a radio show of his, and I applauded in my living room at how funny, how smart it's, it was. And then I got to meet him, and I gushed. Uh, but it was before I'd heard of the yellow car. I might not have gushed so much then. Anyway, course. this uh, is going brain, into... It's a brainworm, mm. kind of like uh, saying, don't think of elephant, right? It's uh, one of those. Oh, thank you very much. Right, elephants in my head now. <laughs> yellow car, yeah. Okay, uh, okay so just... Previously on. on this episode, yellow cars, elephants, punching people, tasers, grabbing fences, yellow iPhone. I think we're covering it. Except have... actually, oh. you made an interesting point about uh, Apple Music Classical that I didn't think of. Um, I know going back to that, but all of this great music is coming and all of this great high quality audio. And you've pointed, you've spotted a flaw in Apple putting out lossless classical music haven't you yeah the high-res lossless um 192 kilohertz uh 24-bit high-res lossless that is pretty much the maximum we can do and uh really arguably as steven and i have discussed probably even more than what the humans can hear despite what um some of audiophiles might claim uh but it is a very uh, high fidelity track of audio that is going to be available through. And I, of course we already have high res losses and regular Apple music. It's just this feature is being carried over because it's accessing the same catalog. But I found it interesting that Apple emphasized this feature as, for Apple music classical when none of their headphones beats included support this audio codec. Mm. What do you think of that? Do you think uh, there might be an impending announcement on the horizon? Oh, an M3 AirPods Max That's Pro. It. Yes, in blue and yellow stripes. This could be it. Okay. With infinite battery life. And uh, yes. it connects over Wi-Fi and uses um, AirPlay. No, it, it's definitely just an interesting thought that Apple's pushing mm. this codec. Because, again, even the company, when they announced Lossless, it was kind of a footnote in the announcement. Because, um, if you remember, they announced it the same time as Dolby Atmos. And a mm. Apple was very clearly excited about Dolby Atmos. And that was... 80% of the article, they had Zane Lowe promoting it um, on Apple Music. And then, oh, by the way, there's lossless audio also. And you can toggle this switch and it takes up all of your data and all of your storage, but it's there. Um, and none of our headphones can do it. <laughs> and there was some hope and some rumors. Uh, you know, our, our old friend John Prosser uh, mentioned that Apple is working on a codec that could uh, be AirPlay 3. That would be a Bluetooth Wi-Fi kind of hybrid that allowed Apple to transfer these high um, fidelity tracks over the air um, in its lossless format without losing any of the integrity of the sound file, which is all very nice and it never came to be. Um, I was wondering, and I, I postulated this, I think, uh, on Mastodon and um, perhaps in one of our private slacks, uh, would Apple be willing to announce maybe uh, the new set of AirPods Max we've all been waiting for because it has been a few years now. 2020, I believe, mm. uh, is when those first ones came out, right in the middle of the pandemic, releasing a $550 yes. pair of headphones. Very brave. But um, 
did well seemingly mm. and uh, at, at least it seems to be doing well um you know for what an expensive pair of headphones can do but well what do you think william do you think apple will release an airpods max 2 perhaps with the capability of listening to this audio type no actually i don't <laughs> i don't know why but of course okay uh, follow some logic here uh apple Music classical is announced right it's starting uh, march 28th they didn't say that march 28th all goes live there's going to be an app for it a separate from apple music there's the apple music classical app you can actually pre-order that app right now but if you do if you go into it it actually says for iphone doesn't even say there's an ipad version doesn't seem to be a mac version for it if there were a mac version then presumably you could plug in wired better quality headphones and enjoy this music right now so, well so right now in order to do that you would need a dac a digital audio converter because yeah. even um a hardwired set of headphones to the light to the lightning port on the iphone will give you lossless but not high res lossless so you even need an additional piece of equipment and still not airpods by the way um doesn't work so mm. um uh Sorry, yeah, so it, it being stuck on the iPhone is interesting because I, I think, uh, as you might have said, it, the Mac usually has a headphone jack and that provides a little bit more mm. power for a lossless listening anyway. Mm. I mean, perhaps I'm reading too much into it. They've just announced the app. Maybe the the other ones are coming by the 28th. I don't know. I, don't, I, I raced to download it or to pre-order it, rather. I don't think um, they'll be out by the 28th. I I, I don't understand the reaction I've seen from from some people saying, oh, it's, you know, iPhone only. It's not on the iPad. It's not on the Mac. Um, I think it's fine. This app, obviously, there's something that kept it from coming out for such a long time. Maybe it was sourcing a lot of this high-res um, music, uh, a lot of uh, licensing. If you pay attention to, the app isn't launching in multiple countries where Apple Music mm. is available, um, too. So I think there's a lot of licensing uh, going on here. Uh, maybe more than um, Apple even uh, expected going into this app because they probably wouldn't have announced it so soon had um, they known it was going to take over a year to turn around. But uh, here, here yeah. we are, right? So I, I, I don't know. It's wishful thinking on my part that you know some some kind of um, new AirPods are on the way. But uh, the fact that it is an iPhone only app, I think, is only temporary and. I'm very interested in how the app itself functions um, because for me personally, I would like to be able to listen to classical music or have it playing in the background without it becoming everything I'm recommended on Apple Music. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I just had an Apple ID problem and uh, temporarily using a trial version of Apple Music while I'm trying to figure it out. And so, of course, it doesn't remember anything I've got. It hasn't bothered trying to give me a favorites mix, but it's already, you know, William Station is anything I happen to randomly click on in the first day. Um, uh, yeah, I got used to good recommendations, but that could throw it. Um, I actually made this mistake before. Um, Apple Music started promoting their sleep playlists, which are really good, actually. Yeah. Um I, I set up uh, an automation in Siri shortcuts to automatically switch my iPhone uh, to my bedroom speakers at a certain time and start playing this audio for about two hours every evening. Nice. And it was great, and I, and I enjoyed it. But within about a month, um, every song in my For You favorites, uh, <laughs> Up Next, even the radio station button where it plays random songs – were just saturated with these nameless um 
fidelity type soundtracks and i still to this day get at least one song even after hundreds of hours poured into alternative and rock playlists to try and just reconfigure my algorithm on the back end i still randomly get trees blowing in the wind um, by some you know synthetic composer uh it's just odd that you know and that algorithm is so clingy that i know that as soon as that app comes out and i listen to um beethoven or hayden or something that that's the only thing i'm going to get recommended from now on and that worries me a little bit 15 ish years ago i had to write a feature about uh all this sort of children's uh television spin-offs books and games and things you get so i trolled amazon for make an actual statistic of how many shows had how many things it was massive research job and to this day when there's a new dora the explorer <laughs> sing-along cd even i get a recommendation of course for it. i i feel like i'll be getting iphone tasers for till the end of time now because yes. i did search for that on amazon oh you mad crazy fool don't do that <laughs> i had to get an image yeah but now you're going to get that on facebook on twitter it'll follow you around the world might change up my ads a little bit be a good change from what i've been oh, saying, good point. So. Okay. Uh, i watch an awful lot of youtube through apple tv i just find it's there they're short all this thing it's great but something will come up and the title is really intriguing and there's a bit of me that thinks am i intrigued enough to put up with the fact that after this one there will be 30 more exactly like it and sometimes the answer is no and i move on so before but, before we get into uh iphone 15 pro leaks because uh this this that went out that article and those renders that we did went out literally, I think, an hour after Stephen and I recorded uh, last week. So I wanted to cover that in this episode. Mm. Um, but before we get to that, I wanted to ask you, um, are you a TikTok user by any chance? I have used TikTok twice. I had to write about it twice. And I obviously got to sign on. And each time I signed on, and the very first thing it showed me was um, slightly disturbing. And uh, <laughs> I was not encouraged to stay with it i'm thinking about it it seems fun i am but uh i hear all these things going on in the states about it uh, tiktok uh, takes over the world eats your children i don't know whatever it does um are you a fan uh well no i despise yeah. the platform but uh for different reasons i i'm not um the thing again we won't get political here but the things going on in the united states around tiktok are purely distractionary uh it's not real um concerns uh that are that i mean if you look at what facebook and twitter and stuff collect about americans um i yes. it's hard to point the finger at china and say look they're over here collecting everything about us anyway um that's not really my problem with tiktok and i've discussed it on the podcast before people who follow me on twitter would know that um, my problem is is it's uh and I, I know i sound like such a like curmudgeon but it's it's the devaluing of a person's time and these algorithmic generated lists of 15 second videos that you, it takes up I, I i have family members who spend six hours a day watching TikTok, tiktok videos and that's all they do and they can't even tell you what they've watched after they've done it it's this wow. lack of yeah. commitment lack of conviction uh they don't learn anything they don't gain anything from it i mean even at least video games or even youtube and i don't like youtube but even youtube you can go out of your way to learn something or find something entertaining. And mm. TikTok just feels like um, five levels of abstraction below that to the point of here's a 15 second video of someone pairing socks in their laundry. And I'm just 
scratching my head like why why but anyway um i wanted to bring up tiktok because um again the united states has this thing uh going on where there are multiple bills going through congress where they're trying to ban it um for political reasons again and um then yesterday i don't know if you saw this news spotify had an announcement that's basically turning the platform into kind of a tiktok-esque uh, browser and I, I was wondering what you thought of this if you saw this uh, this announcement. But Spotify, Spotify as in music, Spotify as in streaming the, service that I don't use. This is the curious. To... This is the curious part about it. Yes, the music streaming app, Spotify. Right. It'll play they me have... fifteen seconds of music and then move on. I probably. It seems like they've taken all of the worst ideas from various parts of the internet and p- turned it into a new feature. Um, it's like Apple Music Connect, uh, but for but with TikTok. Um, so artists can post videos and snippets of oh, music, and you can scroll through these videos. Anyway, it's it's very curious. I think they're it's it's a very bandwagony feature of like oh TikTok popular, we should do this, and it just strikes me as very odd. And I wonder if their announcement isn't a little um, fortuitous, given that. Um, congress just put another bill through that might actually succeed in getting tiktok if not banned just restricted or some craziness going on there Mm. yeah i only bring it up because it's an apple music competitor and yeah i'm happy and again just all of this happening at the same time we look at what apple's doing with their music service bringing more music you know making it easier to find classical music and then you look at spotify the lead competitor the biggest music streamer in the world and they're doing more and more features that have very little, if nothing, to do with music. And I and I wonder what that's about. And um, what, what just the existential crisis, I guess, of a lot of these for-profit uh, music streamers. Because Apple, <laughs> it's a for-profit company, but Apple Music does not need to make money for it to continue to exist. Uh, they have plenty of backing from Apple. And um, unless, for some reason, people stop liking music, I don't think Apple will ever stop uh, produce, like producing that feature and it it, it just it's curious seeing spotify when if you pay attention to their financials um they're so desperate for more attention more money because they still lose so much uh that it's a it's a surprise that they've survived as long if only because of venture capital what they're doing to try to continue to survive and i'm now i'm waiting for them to uh, introduce the ai chatbot for spotify which i'm sure will be coming any day Right, music GPT is That's around it. the corner. Uh, I realise, by the way, I I don't know what GPT stands for, but does anybody? I should ask ChatGTP. What do you stand for? And it'll tell me truth, justice, and the American way, won't it? Okay. Um, this is not the first time that uh, one. Well, it's not really a social media service, but uh, a platform. There you go. That a platform has been inspired by others. I mean, didn't Instagram start? Um, I forgot what they called it, but it's been taken up on Twitter and Facebook as Reels and Shorts, and YouTube's doing Shorts now. It was as well. stories, stories, stories. stories thank you. Uh, yes. Kind of, it was it was to the point that it became a meme that um, everyone started making fake uh, con- concept art of like Microsoft <laughs> Word with stories in it uh, because <laughs> yes. it had just everyone was announcing stories. Okay. Um, I have never clicked on anybody's reel or story. Me, me neither. It's, I have I, watched a couple of shorts to see how they were done. It seems like 
again, I, I, I must be old. Um, I, I don't really understand because I, I, I know like my 14 year old niece looks at me like, what are you talking about when I talk about this stuff? Cause it's just a part of their life. They've, they've been mm-hmm. born into this world where all of this is perfectly natural, but it is, it is still so confusing to me. Um, where again, like we've gone so many levels below, uh, when Twitter came out, I remember the complaint was that like it, it was the absurdity of people tweeting out, I'm eating oatmeal, and that would be the whole tweet. Um, or like, yeah. you know, ch- uh, I've, I'm visiting Walmart today. Uh, and it eventually <laughs> transformed into the Twitter we know today, for better or worse, uh, being more news and, and uh, microblogging and uh, about like greater topics and discussions. Um, and I wonder if this is heading that way too, eventually where we get actual properly formatted information uh, um but right now it, it does feel like it's just random thoughts uh streaming through the universe hmm. i don't have a problem with things being short or new but i'm a drama fan and i think the one hour right. drama is to me what the three minute pop song is to a lot of people i think it's the perfect form so i want all of them I want everybody to have all of them. It, it, it's not that I'm asking that these things go away. I just want them to be better. Make it, you know, do the thing where you make me uh, get into it, right? Find a way to convince people like me who are on the fence who are questioning why do these things exist and convince me why they should exist because um, they're not doing a very good job of that. And I know that they don't need to, I guess, convince me uh, of these things. It's <laughs> not really their problem that I don't really understand it. But I feel like that th- that's a corner of the market that they're not addressing. And we're only accelerating towards more of this, not less of it. So, again, I just wonder what part of the puzzle I'm missing uh, about, like, these stories or Twitter spaces or um a lot of how snapchat works i never really even though it was kind of in my age range i never even really got into like snapchat and stuff so no. maybe social media just isn't for me right because the, the most social media i've ever used in my life and still use is twitter and now mastodon and uh, that type of space and sphere uh, a public discussion forum more or less less so a uh here's 40 pictures of my dog um and what i ate for breakfast which Instagram's fine, but it used used to be better. <laughs> anyway, I think we've tangented off of uh, our conversation a little bit. This episode is brought to you by Collide. Collide has some big news. If you're an Okta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How do they do it? Well, if a device isn't compliant, the user can't log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero trust architecture, which is device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date, unsecured devices, or logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. Well, Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set time, they're blocked. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and more importantly, 100% 100% fleet compliance. Visit collide.com slash Apple Insider to learn more or book a demo. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash Apple Insider, collide.com slash Apple Insider. And that link is in the show notes. Our thanks to Collide for sponsoring this episode. I think I asked you this, but last time we, we spoke, because it's only been a few weeks, 
Uh, have you finally sat down and watched Shrinking? And uh, can you tell me what you think? I haven't. Oh, no. this is. A I went I to an you, Apple event. Oh, that's right. That's right. I went at an Apple event. There was a woman from Apple PR, and I said to her, "When you get home at night, are you not so sick of Apple TV stuff <laughs> that you watch anything else?" And she said, "No, the shrinking. You've got to see shrinking." And she so meant it that I came home and immediately started it and got distracted by something else oh. I had to do. So I'd actually forgotten. It's a lovely that I promised to do that. Okay. I heard bad rumors about it. Not bad rumors, bad reviews when it first dropped. Um, but um, people, saying- I think people were. Um, I think I saw those. It was it was mostly to do with um, they. It was too too sad or maybe too dramatized. I'm not really sure what the complaints were, but um, I assure you, it's it's worth a watch. Uh, very very charming, smart show about. Um, like anxiety depression and like uh, taking a moment to meditate look inward and a lot of the things the the affirmations that they say uh make you think about it and it reminds me a little bit and i know i know um we discussed this uh the uh boy horse fox mole um that Mm. that one um uh that was such a brilliant little animation I, I don't know if you've actually watched the animation or seen the book or anything like that at any point but man oh, yeah. i when i tell you i wept like a baby watching that yeah. that was so is so good you remember i i mentioned a producer a producer a musician we're talking about temp tracks it was actually isabel waller bridge and uh, she's the composer of the music for that she was utterly riveting talking about this stuff so yes there the, you go the boy the mole the Horse, yeah, I have tr- even now I have trouble with the sequence. The, well, the author yeah. says, you know, as long as you put the boy first, the rest doesn't matter. <laughs> is basically what he said because it is a lot of um an- a lot of animals in there. Yeah. Okay. But I did I did uh, before I I, yeah. I I didn't want to spend too much on Apple TV, but I guess I I wanted to ask you one more thing. Um mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks uh and and someone pointed it out, Apple TV has become quite the home for sci-fi i mean uh, did you see the trailer for silo and no uh oh silo okay so this is um i don't know how you'll feel about this but it's based on a book series um i think of the same name um and it's uh one of those post-apocalypse they're all trapped in kind of uh almost a fallout shelter-esque place um and they've been there for so long they don't even know why they're there in the first place uh looks looks amazing and um it's jo- it's joining all of the other really outstanding sci-fi on apple tv with uh stuff like severance and for all mankind and um a lot of a lot of interesting ventures in that space on apple tv which uh i wasn't actually expecting when apple first announced this um service so good on that it does seem to be a very broad church now i i just watched sharper uh the film and i really enjoyed that um i know the next season of uh, slow horses has been filmed and from what i hear of it it's really good so that's those are both thrillers i suppose uh yeah it does everything oh i i guess i should have started with are you a sci-fi fan do you care for the genre um i'm not against it i, I mean I, i've written uh doctor who swelling, radio dramas swelling and things so no it's just i see it as drama and if it happens Fair. to be science fiction or, or historical it almost doesn't matter to me um it's the story and the characters people wrapped in the clothing of sci-fi yes uh yeah i mean i'm surprised to say i watched all of foundation and i i, I mean I, it was okay it was mesmerizing in certain Beautiful. ways, but I don't know that it was worth however many episodes. But you know, I'll watch the next one as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm very interested in that show. 
if only because it's interesting like it's caught my interest uh and it's very pretty but yes yeah. I, i'm with you that it's um there's something something missing there's there's a piece mm. to it that a warmth maybe that's not drawing me in so much uh that's not making it me shout from the rooftops go watch uh, foundation yeah. it's definitely um you need to go in drink some coffee and be ready to pay attention kind of sci-fi and uh, that's Which not for okay. everyone yeah no I mean, I watched it originally because as a writer, I was curious to see how they adapted the, the the impossible books. I mean, the books are famously impossible because they take place over a thousand years and the characters keep changing. But they're also impossible because the writing is so bad in those books. Fantastic ideas. Everything else. I've heard that. School and also boy. Um, yeah. the idea that there's even characters is loose. Uh, like the fact yes, uh, they're not even really characters, um, as you would call them. Like it's not, you know... Uh, a, a, a yeah. person you're literally following versus in the show you need a person and they had to invent multiple characters just to mm. make the show i mean the genetic dynasty and um the main character and none of that was really part of uh the original storyline but apparently they've got the thumbs up from yes uh, his from descendants estate. yes yes yeah it's a clever piece of work i don't know why it isn't grabbing it, but i tell, oh, hang on. i love that Apple does all this now, that we can talk about everything, and Apple is doing so much good stuff. Yeah, like soccer. But let's bring it... Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Apart from... Yeah. Uh, but how about we go back to the real crux of the truth, the DNA, the heart of Apple. Of course. And you explain to me about the new renders for the fi iPhone 15 Pro. Okay, so funny enough, we um, made these... Uh, well, I didn't make anything. I just uh, pointed in a direction, and our render artist uh, did it amazingly uh i believe and again we've went over this i still haven't asked him how to pronounce it sod is Smalley, i believe um did these renders and they are very very good uh very red um iphone uh with these beautiful curved edges gigantic camera bump you'll have to go see it for yourself so the link's going to be in the show notes um didn't want to get too much into that but funny enough literally days after this uh was completely done um we got even more information about the haptic volume buttons and power button uh, coming up. And we've got a couple of images of that that haven't been released yet. Uh, we'll probably do something about those soon. But I, I wanted to um, ask you your opinion real quick about haptic buttons on an iPhone and maybe removing that um, silent switch on the side. How does that, uh, is that make <clears throat> you excited to buy an iPhone 15 Pro? Whoa, wait, I missed that. Getting rid of the silent switch. Well, that's an assumption. No rumors really Ooh. pointed that out. But would Apple go through the trouble of getting rid of all of the, the holes in the side of their phone uh, with haptic buttons to keep the one place where water mm. can ingress, right? Like, I, I don't really understand the uh, methodology there of, like, how they would come to the conclusion of, yes, we need to get rid of these buttons and make them into haptic pieces of uh metal slabs and but no you know what the silent switch that can stay um that's my own um thought right, process but i i, I don't yeah. see them doing both uh, keeping it around after doing the haptic buttons personally as long as there's some way some equivalent of that because i remember when the iphone first came out one of the things that i was trying to explain to somebody that was so good about it was look instead of in the phone i had before it it was like eight steps to mute it there was just flip the switch and it was done it was like the obvious thing to do and no one else had done it and even now uh all these years later i am regularly switching the phone to stun as i call it <laughs> and moving on with it so as long as we've still got that you, you gave me a little bit of a tremor there but 
I have. I mean, Control Center, of course. Um, iPad mm. has a Control Center toggle. I. I'm, I'm not against I, I, it's not like I want to get rid of this switch but also for me personally I, I don't think I've ever flipped it on at least not on purpose um, the only time I turn sound on is when I'm playing a game and realize why why am I not getting any sound of the, out of this oh the silent switch is on and I have to turn it off to hear the sound of the right. game otherwise um, no I don't want to hear ringtones and I don't want to announce to the world that I've just gotten an iMessage uh, usually probably spam or something it, it just seems so antiquated what how do you uh, antiquated my my brain just completely failed there on that word antiquated antiquated yes Yes. antiquated anyway it feels so odd to me that you you need the world to know that you've just got a tweet uh someone's just liked your tweet or something um Mm. it it reminds me of movies from like 2012 when they would play those sounds a lot and it's just funny to me now that people i'll I'll, I'll generally just glare in their direction when i hear uh that marimba ringtone ring through like a quiet bank or something but um anyway i did i know that like we've all discussed iphone 15 ad nauseum it feels like it's already here like i'm holding it in my hand Mm. and um so titanium frame instead of stainless steel so the phone's a little lighter curved edges so maybe it's a little easier to hold but nobody cares because you're probably going to put it in a case right um, no, no, no. Oh, no. Do, you, do you not put your phone in a case? No. Somebody once said to me that their their case is Apple Care. That's and I fair. Thought, Good point. Uh, which I I should get Apple Care then. I I love the phones out of the case. And in how long is it since we've had iPhones? I've had one uh, drop that caused a crack. So I, um, I have broken exactly one iPhone screen, and it in a it was not in a case. I dropped it three feet onto an asphalt parking lot um, while out with some friends. And, uh, yep, big chip out of the side of the glass, got it repaired. When it was still cheap to repair, this was when it had a home button, so it didn't cost mm. anything. Um, didn't really care since. I had never had Apple Care until now. Um, I actually only got it by accident through proxy through... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you were rushing again through the Apple Store. No, I scooped des- up. <laughs> I decided to do the iPhone upgrade program instead of Verizon, and it just so happens oh. it includes Apple Care. Because um, I honestly... Would still probably wouldn't have chosen it but now i have it and i'm like hmm, well i guess if i shatter my screen i shatter it and i'll <laughs> go get a new one it's a little less uh challenging but yes hmm. uh go go check out our um rumor report that we have a roundup for the iphone 15 uh pro max the largest of the phones it could be called ultra now everyone's saying pro max again we'll see but um i didn't i guess there's no reason to really uh wax poetic about it because we've all heard this so much before on the show i did want to bring up uh, now that you brought up Apple Care, a fun story about me um, nearly shattering my phone this weekend. Does this involve grabbing an electric fence while holding a glass iPhone no, over asphalt? No, no. I grabbed okay. an electric fence when I was like four because I saw a trampoline on the other side and wanted to get to it very quickly. Anyway. Okay. Um, All these three or four years later, you, this week you have a problem with a phone. So a few weeks later, yes. Um Anyway, so I am out. I, 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 you'll see in a few days, maybe this weekend. Um, I'm doing a review of a different e-bike, and I have this MagSafe mount that sticks that goes on the handlebars, and the phone magnetically attaches to it. And these two very tiny little rubber bands go around each corner of the phone, mm-hmm. and every yeah. time you hit a bump, the phone completely detaches from the magnet relies entirely on the elastic to pull it back into place and then reattaches it's very scary and fun um i've described this on the show before 
uh, it has worked amazing so far. It's never dropped the phone, never had an issue until this weekend. Um, I was out riding on this bike and I go over a walking bridge and I knew the bump was there. I've rode over this walking bridge a million times and it's literally like a two inch drop. So it's not even anything crazy, but it's enough to jar the front wheel. And I'm not sure why this was different for this bike and not another bike I've tested, but for whatever reason, that was just enough that the elastic did not hold and the phone completely dislodged and flew to the ground. (laughs) I'm actually in pain listening to this. (laughs) I was like, oh, it's in a million pieces. It has to be. Well, luckily, um, recently, so normally I'm with you, uh, William. I have been a no case person for ever i don't like cases they're too bulky they make them sit funny in your pocket it's just no thank you i'd rather just hold the phone um but a few months ago a brand um pitaka uh sent me a case to write about with uh, aramid fiber and this thing is paper thin there's like there's no way this can protect the phone if it ever does anything but it's it, it felt nice in the grip and uh didn't really add any thickness to the phone so i've kind of kept it on there and one of the reasons i kept it on is because I didn't realize this, but if you use MagSafe, like a MagSafe wallet or a battery pack, the magnetic connection is so much stronger through a case than through the magnets on a bare iPhone. I I don't know why. Maybe the case manufacturer ups the stickiness. I'm not sure, but it grips so much better. So I decided, you know what? I use so many MagSafe accessories in the car, on the dash, on, on my bike, that having a case on that ups the grip strength of MagSafe, I'll keep this on here. That's fine. And this case man it performed it it i there is a dent in the side of this case where it impacted the side of the concrete that i was riding over uh and it slid slid the phone across and no damage zero to the phone whatsoever (sighs) nothing not even a not even a scratch on the screen uh, or the camera lens or nothing but the and but the phone case itself the aramid fibers absorbed every bit of the shock and i was just very surprised that I was not going on a trip to Best Buy to get my phone fixed that day. Okay, I've been holding my breath. There. <laughs> <sighs> uh, that's a point to stop. On that bombshell, let's stop there. I think I want to say thank you, Wes. I'm pretty sure I do. But uh, I've got to get elephants out of my head. I've got to reconsider cases. Yeah, but thanks anyway. Let me just say then, um, that's it for this edition of the Apple Insider podcast. Remember, you can support the show uh, either directly in Apple Podcasts or via Patreon. And there are links, of course, to everything in the show notes. Thanks very much to our sponsors, Factor and Collide. And thanks to you for listening. Stephen and Wes, we're back next week and I will see you soon. <laughs>